I'm, I'm, I'm the ultimate horror story uh, for a Trump voter, a gay uh, atheist um, <laughs> who wears a Gatson flag. I mean, what could be scarier than that? <laughs> <laughs> but you said that, uh, I, I was looking on your Facebook, you said that you recently moved to Stillwater, right? Yeah, I live in Stillwater. Uh, I've, I've actually lived up here for two years now. I moved to Glencoe first. Uh, and, uh, the chair of the Libertarian Party of Oklahoma at the time, Aaron Adams, um, when Joe, you know, all that crap happened with Joe, um, she let me move in with her and, you know, very, very nice on the rent, you know, said just pay, you know, 200 bucks a month. You can live here till you're back on your feet. And I did that for about eight months and got back up on my feet and, here I am. And, you know, thought, thought everything was okay. You know, just got a normal plain Jane job manager at a grocery store. You know, I, I'm a management guy. I like, I, it's just what I like to do. And, um, like, uh, the next day Tiger King's released and I had no warning. And so I had no preparation whatsoever <laughs> for what was about to come and what is still coming. I actually dyed my hair on the advice that I don't know if you can see it very well. I've got my screen brightness turned on super low so the glare doesn't come from my glasses. But I actually dyed my hair and fr well, frosted the tips, if you will, as I called it back in the Backstreet Boy days. Um, but uh, my psychiatrist actually said, because I told her, like, I have a hard time going out in public because, you know, everyone wants, I'm tired of, of going out in public and people not wanting to be my friend or be with me because I'm Joshua Dial, but they want to hang out and talk or be friendly with me because I'm Joshua Fuck the Feds Dial from the Tiger King. And, mm. and also there's an element of, you know, everyone's staring at you when you go to the store and stuff. So she recommended I dye my hair. Um, and so I did. Does it help? Actually, do it. I said, has it helped? Well, th th today is actually the first full day. We, I dyed it last night. Oh, you just did it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. me and my, my, my husband did it for me himself. He did it himself, actually. We just, it was like $16 to get a cap, yeah. bleach, and uh, like uh, the, the toner or whatever. It was cheap. We did both our hairs. I don't think he's going to want to come on camera for a cameo, though. He's shy. He doesn't want to say uh, hi. <laughs> no, he, he decided to bleach his whole head blonde. And uh, yeah, so. I just go for the, you know, I, I was born in 89. So this is like throwback. I love that. <laughs> well, I, I, I respect heard you. Say something about being a Trump fan, Josh. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. What was that? I said, you're a Trump fan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a Trump fan? No. Oh, I, thought said, I thought you said you were. I'm sorry. <laughs> in the gay community, though. Oh. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it never um, surprises me each election year, every four years when we vote for president, how many of our brothers and sisters continue to vote for against their own interests um, for maybe an extra 2% tax cut. Um, yeah. I think we need to band together as a people and say, you know what, for me personally, I gladly pay an extra 2 to 5% in taxes if it means I can be free. It means me and my husband can have equal rights. And I mean full equal rights, just the same as the conservative Christian man and woman with five children have. I want every single one of those rights, not just for myself, but for everyone. 
we yeah. deserve oh, those yeah. rights. And, the, and, and, you know, the way I, I love the way that, that we in the gay community brought, you know, of course, there, there's the elder statesmen, I say, I call them, of the gay community who right. were the pioneers in the AIDS community, even further back in, in, the, in the free love community, but particularly in the 80s and the AIDS crisis. And they paved the way. They gave their lives, both, both their, 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 their lives as in their time, but also died. You know, the, Matthew Shepard, I mean, you could go on and on. People have been dying for our rights. And the way we won gay marriage, well, technically we won it because, you know, President Obama appointed the liberal Supreme Court justice and uh, all that. But I mean, I tend to, th that's what the cynics say at least. What I tend to think is we won the hearts, minds, and souls of the people. The people that we love, like my parents or my grandparents, they said, you know, I come out to them, they say, oh, wait, I, I guess it's not so bad. And, right. you know, maybe I, and we won their hearts and minds. Yeah. And I think we need to do the same thing. Um, you know, I think that, that that strategy worked great. And I think we need to continue it so we can gain full, full and equal rights as we deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I just feel like I am so um, young and not exposed to the way that people used to live being gay because I came out probably a year before marriage equality. So I don't consider myself someone who's really gone through this shit. Well, I mean, what was it like being, I don't know if you were um, open, you know, before marriage equality, but what was it like just, you know, in the gay dating scene, especially in a small town in Oklahoma where, you know, even like five, 10 years ago, it wasn't as friendly. Yeah, yeah no, I came out in 2005. Um, George W. Bush was president. Um, I can't, okay, I'm going to, Hate myself for saying this, but God, uh, can we can we just replace him with Trump? Okay. Anyways, George <laughs> Bush was George Bush was president, and they were passing the trying to pass real hard this uh, Defense of Marriage Act and anti-gay stuff. Um, it was a hard time. Um, I was the first guy in my school ever in the history of the school to come out as gay, so there was no gay dating scene, um, and uh, you know it, it was it was a scary time because. The conservatives were so emboldened by this Defense of Marriage Act, you know, uh, things like uh, the, the Fred, the, the Phelps and the Westboro Baptist Church, that they were just igniting the fire further and further. And there was real hate. I mean, I would have to run to my car after school in 2005, 2007, run to my car before the rednecks got out of school. Because if I didn't, they were going to pull me out of my car and beat my ass. And uh, even when I did make it to my car, they chased me. I'd actually think uh, the reason I'm so good at like Grand Theft Auto and stuff is because I, and this is funny, but also true and serious. I had to learn how to evade these people. You know, they were on my tail. So take a quick turn down an alley so they don't corner us. And, you know, I remember one time we were driving through Paul's Valley is where I grew up, Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And we we're driving through Paul's Valley Park. Hope the statute of limitations has gone out on this. But um, they were chasing us through the park and they had us corners three cars and the only way i could go is if i was to drive through a metal barrier onto the softball field that was the only option i saw other than potentially you know being you know victims of you know a hate crime so um we blew right through that metal thing screwed the car up but we got away from them and they never laid a hand on us wow. i say us because i had two friends they were girls and they were allies, you know, they weren't LGBT, but they were allies. 
Um, and, you know, it was a scary time for all of us. And, uh, so you, you know, and you just got engaged, right? Yeah, I'm engaged. I've been engaged for a while. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, for a while. Congrats on yeah. getting, congratulations. And when did this Thank happen? You. And who popped the question first? And how did you guys meet? Uh, we met, so he only lived three miles away from me this, and, and we met, uh, we, we met a couple years ago, got engaged last year. Um, but just, just by chance, you know, I was passing through and having a drink and, uh, uh met him at a at, at a at a bar and asked him uh, you know i don't know just took off from there it's kind of a whirlwind really just like the joe exotic stuff i i, yeah. I told him you know said hey do you want to meet tomorrow i'll take you out for dinner dinner and a movie and i don't think he'd ever had a man ever in his life be like hey can i take you out to dinner and a movie oh. just like you know the you know the gay scene's so sexual oriented in a lot of aspects especially in the younger ages um, and so, you know, we had that date and, um, you know, he went home and then next week, um, uh, I picked him up again and he said, I don't want to leave, you know, so uh, we've, we've, we've been, in, we've been together for two years and we have yet to be separated. What's his name? Jackie. 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 All right. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. He, so he went down to the. He went down to the pool with my 13-year-old boy. Um, he, they, they don't like to uh, get in the middle of the podcast. They're not political folks. <laughs> did they not like, uh, how, how did they react when Tiger King came out and you got all this attention? Well, first of all, like, I hate all the attention. You know, I would have rather have just continued my normal life um, and been content on being just, just living the American dream. Um, and, you know, like, and I say that only because people think, oh, he was on Netflix. This man must be rich. And like, that's not the case. You don't get paid for documentaries. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so that that's been the most, that's really what is what, what makes me hate this so much. You know, I've had, I have family problems coming up now where they're thinking that I'm a millionaire and I should be bailing my meth head uncles out of, out of jail because I'm a millionaire or, I should buy my, my cousin a car because I'm a millionaire or, you know, I should do this. I should do that. And, or I, I'm not allowed to ask for money for mental health counseling, which I, you know, or, you know, it, it's just, I hate it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. But it happened. It happened. Um, you can't erase anything that's on the internet or on Netflix. So from here on out, the best I can do is tell my story. Um, yeah. and that, and, and, you know, um, and that's to talk about, uh, the LGBT issues, um, and about Liberty. I am a libertarian, but I come from the democratic party, actually. Um, mm -hmm. I only switched Liberty technically right now, technically I am still a Democrat. I switched for the primaries to vote for Biden. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm that, I'm that anti-Trump that I switched my registration just so I could vote in the primaries. Wow. Um, but, but, but I come from the democratic party, like I said, but I'm a Liberty guy. Um, I'm not so much of let's, of let's just get rid of all government, but I do think that we should ask ourselves in every issue, is this something that we really should be paying the government to do? Or is this something that we could maybe as a city or as a state pay a private company? Like something I did a lot of research on Joe's campaign, obviously. And for the Department of Transportation of Oklahoma to fix a road, it's something like $139 an hour. 
if you hire a private contractor, it goes down to like $40, $50 an hour. Wow. Um, so those are the liberty kind of libertarian ideals that I try to push out because it's not that just that it's a libertarian principle. It's a principle of, you know, you know, our money's being squandered. We need more money for mental health. We need more money for substance abuse. We need body cameras on every single police officer, law enforcement officer, peacekeeper in this yep. state. We Absolutely. need we we need action, and we need it now. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, love it or hate it, that you know, the, the, this stuff isn't libertarian. I know people hate me for saying it, but it needs to be done. I am tired of seeing people dying in the streets, being murdered in the streets, assassinated. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, they, and everyone's all cool because it's, it's, it's people of color. Sure, it's people of color now. But what happens when it's, when, it's, when it's the gay people? And then they say nothing. And then it's the immigrants. And then they say nothing. And then they go for the gu gun owners. And then the gun owners get mad, uh, but they don't say nothing either because they're all cowards. They, they bow to the NRA. And then they go for the religious people. When is it going to stop? Wh at what point are we going to come together as a country and say enough is enough? We mm -hmm. want our liberty back. We, 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 the Boston Tea Party, everybody knows that. Taxation without representation. Does anyone that's maybe going to be watching this or either of you two feel like Congress, the Senate, the Supreme Court, or the presidency represents you at all? Not really. I don't feel they yeah. do. I, so that's taxation without representation. You know, that's why I'm, that's why I cannot fully mm -hmm. commit to being a Democrat because we need representation, proper representation before I'm willing to full on, you know, just give 25% of my, mm. of, you know, of my wages. But we need to have these serious conversations and we need to stop being so, so elitist. Like, oh, I'm libertarian, I'm woke and you're a Democrat and you're not woke and you're a Republican and you're just completely asleep. You're definitely not woke. It's that kind of venom and, and elite, elitism that, that's mm -hmm. ruining po the political discourse in this country. This, I know more than you, therefore I'm right, you're wrong, you're fake news, I'm right news. It's, you know, that, that, that's it. That's, where, that's yeah. where it's at. So why do you think, you know, less LGBT people are libertarians and are more towards like the Democrats in general? Well, we yeah, we actually have quite a large contingency of LGBT libertarians. That, the flag I have here is actually from the organization called Outright Libertarians. It's a caucus within the Libertarian Party um, mm. of, of, you know, uh, LGBTQ um, and uh, uh, allies. Um, but, you know, I don't want to bash the Democrats, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Um, first, mm. first, well, let, let me give first credit for where it's very, very first due. <clears throat> Sorry. The Libertarian Party of the United States of America openly supported gay marriage in 1974, the year it was founded. The, mm -hmm. the, they are the only party that from, from the second they existed has been fighting for our rights. Now, however, the Democrats, you know, frankly, they did the work. You know, um, I know Bill Clinton passed Don't Ask, Don't Tell. I don't, you know, of course we don't agree with that, but um, 
you know, look what President Obama did for us. He appointed two solid Supreme Court justices. Um, you know, George W. Bush didn't even realize it, but he appointed Roberts. And if it wasn't for Roberts, you know, we may not have had gay marriage. I love John Roberts now. I do now. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, had President Obama not been elected president in 2000, 2007 to 2008, um, you know, I, I would still not have the right to get married to my husband, my fiance next month or next year. Sorry. I'm way rushing that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I feel like hearing how you explain libertarianism is completely different from the popular conceptions about what I've been fed. Because in my opinion, like, or what I've seen, there's kind of like a pipeline from libertarian to like more far conservative, right? Meanwhile, it's you to me just sound more like a, like a centered libertarian, if not more of a left-leaning libertarian. Left. Yes. And what, how, where, how do we, how does the Libertarian Party bring, you know, people from both kind of political spectrums into one party? And how do you, as a left-leaning Libertarian, kind of reconcile with like more right-leaning Libertarians? Right. So, so first and foremost, within a Democratic Party, we have your Joe Bidens, your moderates, you know, your traditional Democrats. And then you have Bernie Sanders, who's a socialist. On the Republican side, you have folks like John Kasich, who's a, a conservative, classic conservative. Um, and you have Donald Trump, who is Nazi. Um, sorry, um, uh, uh, authoritarian. Um, mm -hmm. Sorry, there was a, the devil just tried to make me sneeze. So <laughs> within every political party, you're going to have a, a left and a right. And same thing with the Libertarian Party. You're going to have folks like me who are uh, what I technically identify as a classical liberal. That's my technical if you, you know, look it up, um, if y'all aren't familiar, basically we believe in limited government, but we do believe that government has a function. Um, now, not to be confused with liberal, which means, um, you know, uh, some of the stuff I don't really believe in, kind of the Bernie Sanders stuff, um, which I like Bernie. But to answer your question, um, it's really easier to bring Democrats over um, to the libertarian point of view because with libertarians, the only thing we have to explain to them is what I talked about earlier is, do we need the government to pay for this? Or is this something that we could, you know, maybe save some money on, you know, uh, you know maybe we can, uh, it, it's hearts and minds. It, the, it, it's all about hearts and minds. The, the mm -hmm. Democrats, we already have them on the gay marriage. We already have them on the legalization of marijuana. We already have the Democrats on the open borders. Well, we don't have them on is the taxes and the regulations. That is an argument of, of, of logic um, mm. and, and of reason. However, with the Republicans, it's arguments from emotion. It's arguments about LGBT, anti-LGBT, anti-women, anti-gay, you know, and, and what they stand for, anti-Planned Parenthood, pro-war. So to that, those are all emotional you know, th those are all emotional feelings. So mm -hmm. it's a lot harder to speak to someone's emotions um, and, and bring them over into the Libertarian Party than it is for me to go to Democrats who are, and many studies have, have, have uh, no, I won't say proven it, but I've seen quite a few studies that talk about the different kinds of ways that liberals and conservatives think. And it's just a little bit easier to talk to a liberal um, and say, hey, do you really think it's all right that if I 
pay to dig a hole on my property, pay to put water in it, pay to put fish in it, pay my property tax, pay, pay the land rent. Should it be okay and is it okay that you as my neighbor would have to go to the state of Oklahoma, pay the government for a fishing permit to come to my pond that I paid for completely 100% to fish in it? And mm. I mean, anyone's answer is going to be no, right? I mean, why, why would you need, for, or even more, more extreme in New York, in New York, you have to get a permit to stargaze. You, you can look it up. I mean, you can't make this crap up. Um, and when you, I think these are easier arguments to talk to Democrats about and say, hey, maybe we don't need as many regulations. Maybe we, now I'm not saying get rid of all regulations. I'm not saying get rid of all taxes, but let's, let, let's go through with a fine tooth comb and just start just giving liberty back one bit at a time. And um, mm -hmm. so that, you're right, there is a pipeline to the right, but there is a pipeline to the left as well. And, and I stand as the pipeline to the left. Yeah, and like, I, I feel like in general, both sides kind of at some point don't take the Libertarian Party seriously. So how do you get people to be like, people who like don't like the Democrat or Republican candidate, but they still don't, they're still considering the middle but they're also like, man, like specifically in this election, you know, people are like, I don't like either, but I'm voting for Biden because I know it's my best chance. But I mean, there is a libertarian candidate for the presidential race. How do you convince people to, you know, take the third option seriously? Yeah, well, you know, for the longest time, I was the kind of guy that wanted to vote for the person who I thought was going to win. I wanted to vote for the winner, you know. Um, and I think a lot of Americans, we're Americans, we like to win, you know, was, you know, and, um, uh, I think a lot of people, uh, uh, are still like that, but I myself have learned that I need to vote for who speaks to my heart, who represents me, even if they only get one vote, because voting is a sacred, precious and rare privilege on this earth, on this earth, and, and in the whole solar system, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's huge. And, you know, I have to vote for who speaks to my heart and who speaks to my heart is Joe Jorgensen. And there's even more reasons you have in Oklahoma, it used to be higher, but you, it, the libertarian candidate has to get 3.5% of the vote on a, on a, on an election on, in order for the libertarian party to stay on the ballot and exist as a party in Oklahoma. So if I decide to say, Oh, well, I'm giving up. I'm, I, I'm, I'm tired of Trump, which I am. I say, I'm taking one for the team. I'm voting for Biden. That's one less vote for Joe Jorgensen. Now, if Joe Jorgensen does not get 3.5% of the vote here in Oklahoma, my party's dead. And you know, we have city council members. Chris Powell out of Bethany is a city council member. He's a registered libertarian. One is a libertarian. Chad Williams out of Choctaw. He chair of the Libertarian Party, also an elected libertarian. And so we have, I mean, all politics is local. Anyone that's ever heard anything political knows that. And we have, it's just not worth it to me. It's more worth it to me to secure ballot access for the Libertarian Party, so we can continue to get these small town uh, city councilors, sheriffs, um, and people who are focused on liberty. Um, and, and that's really, at the end of the day, why I'm voting for Joe Jorgensen.
you've definitely explained like what it means to be a libertarian in a beautiful way. But my question is, did Joe Exotic understand what it means to be a libertarian? No. no. And uh, one of my favorite, probably my favorite Oklahoma politician, Connie Johnson, um, oh, yeah. got to got to interact a ton with her because I, I I was. I'm 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 usually a very humble person, but I was a pretty damn good campaign manager for Joe because I was able to get him on stage with every debate forum. I mean, he was on yeah. there with with Governor Stitt, with at the time um, Lieutenant Governor Todd Lamb, Gary Johnson, all of them, uh, Gary Jones, um, and uh, uh, you know it was a uh, it was a. Uh, you know, we were able to do a lot of stuff and, and get around to a lot of people. But I remember one time we, we, we had uh, left a debate with, it was all candidates. Everyone was there. And we walk into the limo and he says, I really like that Connie Johnson. She's a Republican, right? Ah. And I just, I just, <laughs> it was just over. It's like, yeah, 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 sure. No, I was like, Joe, she's a Democrat. And he's like, well, what are we? I'm like, Joe, we are libertarians. This was like eight months into the campaign, too. Oh <laughs> and he wasn't God. on and he wasn't on drugs. Cause I I mean, we'd be in that campaign limo 12, 16 hours a day. Like, so like, like he he said on one end, I'd sit on the other for obvious reasons. I didn't want to get fondled or anything. <laughs> um, but I'd sit in the back and I'd keep my eyes on them because I'd prep them, you know. My my worst fear was someone was going to quiz them like and say, I bet you don't even know the First Amendment of the Constitution, which he didn't. And um, so I would sit in the back of the limo and I had him have a cheat sheet of the first 10 amendments, Bill of Rights, right? And I'd go, okay, Joe, let's go over. What's the Second Amendment? You know, we'd just go through stuff like that. Um, and you know, we, we, we spent a lot of time together. I never saw him, you know, snort one, take anything, shoot anything up. Never. But like, did he do this? I mean, did he ever tell you basically, oh, he's, I'm doing the campaign because I want to promote myself? Or was he genuinely so just uh, delusional that he thought he was actually helping a good cause? Um, I think it was both. I think at first it was all for uh, publicity. Um, and then when he realized, cause when he ran for president, he didn't have me working for him and he got like, no, he was on no forums, no nothing. And when I came on for his gubernatorial campaign, you know, I had him on the news, you know, interviews, KOCO, uh, uh, did tons of interviews with, uh, uh, KWTV, uh, KFR never really liked us. They only came down once got him on all these debate stages, forums, and all that stuff. Um, mm. So, you know, he, he definitely got some good practice. I mean, I know you said that, um, that the documentary itself really didn't depict Joe truly in the way that, like, they kind of made him seem more positive than what he was. What kind of, um, I guess, I don't know if it's abuse, but just, like, just shit that he, what, what, what would he put you through? personally as his campaign manager that it wasn't well, shown in the documentary he was just verbally abusive um he was verbally abusive and um really the most abusive thing that he did to me and uh it's the day that travis shot himself um in my office um i had to go back in that office that day like mm -hmm. for, like three hours after they removed the body bullet hole to this day is still on that wall and from that day 
for the next seven months of the campaign, I had to go sit in that office, blood stains on the carpet, bullet hole in the wall. Never once gave me a penny to help me go to counseling. Never once gave me a day off to even go do it, even if I had the money to do it. And I just had to relive that, relive that mm -hmm. over and over and over. And uh, that, that's that's really my biggest beef with Joe. However, I will say this. I, I mean, I do need to say this. Joe was convicted under guise of of what we used to call uh, entrapment. You know, the FBI mm -hmm. wore a wire. Basically, said, "Hey, you want me to have her have this lady killed?" And he said, "Yes." That's entrapment. That's supposed to be wrong. Um, so I do not feel that it's fair that he was convicted. Um, with such severity. Um, now, as far as the tigers go, the other counts, he had five tigers. They were to be euthanized. The state of Oklahoma or the federal government mandates that he pay a veteran to come out, or veterinarian, sorry, not veteran, veterinarian to come out and euthanize him chemically. Um, Joe chose instead to, as we in Oklahoma, I'm sure, you know, I mean, I personally, as a kid growing up in Oklahoma, I had to go back in the backyard and put a dog down with a 22. And that's what Joe did with the tigers instead of getting a veterinarian. Um, hmm. so I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, yeah, he was an awful person, but he doesn't deserve to be what, get what's essentially a, a life sentence. You know, he's not going to. But with regard to entrapment, don't you have to, in order to be entrapped, you have to agree to pay or agree with the arrangements? It's not just a yes or no thing? Yeah, yeah. And I think he had agreed agreed to, uh, tentatively agreed to payment, but payment was never exchanged. There was no payment. There was cash yeah. was never handed, just a, just a handshake agreement or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Yeah. But still, I mean, I, I, I'm not comfortable with, with the FBI going around and just throwing people in jail. I'm not, mm. I'm just not, I'm just not, I never will be. I'm, I'm not under Donald Trump. I won't be under Joe Biden. I would, I wasn't okay with it under president Obama and he is my favorite president and, and my idol. And I wouldn't mm. have been okay with it. And I would have spoken up. I like it that you say that just because it shows that you're very intellectually honest when you can recognize that Joe is an asshole, but what they did to him was wrong. And that takes yeah. a lot, especially on like a, you know, someone who's involved in politics that you can show something, which is a crazy concept called nuance and people don't want to recognize that. So, I mean, like, obviously you're very open about a lot of stuff and you, you know, I, you mentioned about dealing with PTSD and I'm not going to have you go through the instance, but like, how how did that manifest in your daily life like was there ever any triggers that you had to avoid and did joe just kind of like throw you right back into that yeah he just threw me right back into it and i'm still this almost three years two three years later three years later almost going on um and i still mm -hmm. haven't identified my triggers only uh, loud noises obviously um if i'm not expecting it loud noises um but like I still can't pin down my triggers because you know, I, 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 I don't know. It's hard. Um, I think, it, I think that maybe like also like if people are like really mean, like if they yell at me, like Joe used to yell at me, that's another trigger. 
um, which mm-hmm. is weird that it, I don't know, I guess like my brain is associating what happened with Travis with Joe and it kind of lumps it together. Um, but the rest I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. Cause I mean, I'll just go like that on a dime and just lose my shit. And I, I tell people I'm like that follow me. I'm like, I'm going to warn you before y'all follow me on social media. I have bipolar disorder with uh, schizoaffective disorder. I have all every anxiety disorder that there is in the book. I have PTSD and I have massive depression. I said, and once or twice a month, I'm going to lose. I'm, I'm just going to lose it. I, I, I lose it. I still have not gotten the proper treatment I need. My GoFundMe I put up for counseling money, you know, got frozen. So, um, you know, they, they started, you know, sending threatening letters and people kept on, uh, people kept on reporting it. So I told them they could shove their GoFundMe up their ass and I, I just gave up. Um, that's where I'm at. I give up, you know, just. Man, do you yeah. think that if uh, Josh, I mean, um, if Joe didn't put you in that situation where you had to go back to that same place every day, your PTSD would be less um, strong. Yeah. 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 And my, my PTSD controls my life every, every single second of it. Yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. And you know, being in rural Oklahoma, I, I can't imagine there being any like good mental health sources. Yeah. I mean, you basically have to be unemployed, like unemployed and, or, have to threaten someone or yourselves lives in order to be institutionalized. Um, and that's something that, um, it's a huge failure of the state and of frankly, the country, um, anyone that needs to go in for three days to get their meds stabilized should be able to do that free of charge. Uh, and it should be made locally, uh, as many places as possible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, so how- can we not just, you know, you know, can we just not just in one war or just, remove one military base from overseas and just use that money to, to help people like me who, you know, suffer suicidal thoughts every day and know the fact that if I had to go inpatient, then I would have to try to kill myself in front of my kid and my fiance or mm-hmm. threaten to kill my kid or my fiance to do it, which I would never do. So I'm at a high risk for suicide as a result of failed government policies. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of things that as a libertarian that you're advocating for. It's like, okay, the government's going to take our money. Well, it better be for a fucking good cause. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. Heart, you know, I, I'm, I'm not in a majority of libertarians that's going to say that. But, but yes, that's my libertarian message. Absolutely. How is I mean, your um, part? Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, um, so you met, you, you've already, you already diagnosed with PTSD when you met your partner, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so how has, um, he been there? Has he been able to help you cope with it? Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, it's a struggle. My, uh, Jackie was born with fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, and he's actually disabled. He, he gets a disability check, uh, his learning disabilities uh, so severe, uh, but he's very high functioning. Um, just you know, like I have to read. He can't read, and um, mm-hmm. re- you know, doesn't know reading comprehension and stuff like that. And, um, so we help each other. You know, um, mm-hmm. I help him with his disability, and he helps me with mine. 
I'm not going to lie and say that it does not get pretty contentious in this house when both mine and his disabilities are flaring up at the same time. Um, you know, my, my poor, poor Jackie, he's been through a lot when he was, uh, uh, his mother passed away when he was three and oh. the day of the fun day of the funeral, um, two of his uncles, his sister's brothers raped him as a three-year-old boy. Um, Wow. And um, so, and then uh, I believe about three years after that, um, his grandpa was a, he was a Vietnam vet and uh, sat on the couch in front of Jackie and shot himself in the head. So, you know, we, we've got a lot of, a lot of issues between us. We ought to be on Dr. Phil or something. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we definitely need like couples counseling, but I mean, that's so expensive. I can't even afford counseling for myself. Um, cause it's not that we don't want to be together. It's just, we need a professional to tell me a, like how to be, help me be more patient with, cause you know, if I say, you know, just, just something simple, um, you know, he's like, what are you talking about? I don't know what that means. And it's frustrating for me to, you know, try to, you know, I don't know. It, it's a fault of mine that I get frustrated that I have to essentially, you know, lower lower the way i speak as far as intellectually and 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 you know it's just simple lessons he wasn't taught you know like mm -hmm. and it's just it's hard and then for him like yeah he he doesn't hasn't quite yet understood that you know when the recognized signs i'm going to have an episode and sometimes instead of just you know doing you know the right thing and calming me down he you know wants to fight me on it are you on mm -hmm. it and, uh, and I did the same thing to him. So like, you know, but I mean, nothing's perfect. Um, but he, he loved me. He loved me. And, and we met long before we even knew Tiger King was going to be on Netflix before I became famous. Um, mm. So he, he, you know, he, and he's stuck with me. Um, it has put a strain in our relationship because he feels like sometimes I care more about the Tiger King than I do other things in the family which is not true but that's how he feels it's just you know you hear about this all the time with folks who are thrust into fame suddenly and they have all these relationship problems but i absolutely refuse to let netflix ruin my ruin my joy and the love of my life um, yeah no we, doubt. I, i'm a i'm a firm believer in working things out and I, I, I don't uh, ever hold a grudge against anyone. It's not my nature not to forgive. It's just not. Yeah, you were, you were saying that, um, like on a Facebook Live, that people were like verbally and physically threatening you. And like, it's just, it's been a continued thing. Was this because of the fame or because being gay in a small town? That, that, and the fact that I was just telling the truth about Joe, you know, yeah, he don't deserve to be in prison, but he also, he was an awful guy and people mm. are very, are, I mean, these people are like cult followers of Joe and yeah, they've, they've threatened, you know, uh, threatened my life, threatened my family's life and, um, Holy shit. you know, yeah. Oh yeah. Were they, were they there? Me. Like when you were on the farm? Like, are there are these people that came in when the documentary showed up? After the documentary showed up, yeah. God, yeah, that's fucking so, insane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, but just going back to your relationship, it just seems like while it can 
seen like being fire and gasoline with two people with disabilities. I feel like you guys can also kind of understand each other because you guys have gone through so much shit that you can give each other that break, you know? Well, and it's like, and you know, this is the first time of me being in love, right? But with Jackie, it's not that I just love him and not just that I think he's just the sexiest man alive. It's <laughs> that like, like I, Gonna be seem seem really really geeky and teen girly, but like I feel like I imprinted on him. Like you know, for Twilight, where the wolves imprint on the on the people, where they just want the best for them. They just want to take care of them. They want every the everything to be happy. They want them to have everything they want. And like I have that as well as my love, as well as my attraction. Like I want everything for him and even if that means nothing for me, you know, and, and like, I just want what's happiest, what, what makes him happiest. Even if that means it's not me eventually, it's one day, you know, I, I just want, I just want him to be happy. And that's how I think maybe I love him for sure. You know? I mean, that's pretty pure right there. If you ask me, that's, yeah. some, that, that's pure intention. But when it comes to like, um, going back to just you being a resilient person, like, how did you even convince yourself to stay with Joe for that long, man? There was like a bond of pain that that formed when Travis killed himself. I mean, it was his husband, and I mean, I'm a soul. I was a soul witness, and that that's all I thought through the years. That's the only term I've kind of thought of is is just a bond, um, and that bond was forged with pain of you know the loss and and of my, you know partial loss of my sanity um and we were real close after that um and i think that bond i didn't want to leave joe i'm i'm an atheist i don't believe in spirits ghosts gods devils nothing but i felt that travis would have wanted me to stay mm -hmm. uh, and how travis was one yeah how did joe even cope with it he he coped up with it i mean every, you know everyone copes with death in their own way um the day that travis died uh be it was a uh, uh, bees a uh, swarm of bees come through the park huge swarm of bees are migrating and uh joe believed that that was travis come back in bee form and I actually have pictures on my phone to this day of him having a bee on his finger and kissing it he would just hold on bees. So he thought, felt like that, you know, Travis was bees and Travis was still there. So um, I really don't know. I mean, beyond initially, of course, I mean, he just, just what you would expect if you lost your husband. I mean, just wailing and just horrible, horrible um, pain. I, I'm an empath. So, um, you know, even thinking about the memory of, of his pain is just, it's too much. Mm -hmm. Do you still even keep contact with anyone from the from the Tiger King Ranch? No. 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 You don't keep in touch with Joe? No, I, I'm, I keep in touch with Team Joe. You know, his lawyers run his Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I, I, I try to, um, you know, I'm not going, you know, first of all, I mean, don't get me anywhere near Donald Trump, period. Uh, so I'm definitely not going to ride the bus, the Tiger bus to D.C. to ask for his pardon um, because he get, he would not get a pardon. And I would probably be in Guantanamo Bay for, 
for cussing out the president. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm not on Team Tiger. I'm not on Team Carol. I'm just on the team of truth. I think people mm-hmm. deserve the truth. And the truth is those were his tigers. He paid the, He paid for them. He paid to feed them. He paid to board them. I personally don't see why a setup sting operation cover undercover operation um entrapment whatever you want to call it and him choosing to euthanize his own tigers in his own way you know i believe he deserves to die in prison for that i don't yeah i don't it it must boil your blood when you see carol baskin on dancing with the stars and fully capitalizing on this yeah, not really. I'm, I, you know, uh, the only person that reached out to me when Tiger King came out was Carol Baskin. Really? She didn't, reach out, she didn't reach out to me to ask for a refutal of Joe's accusations. She didn't reach out to me for support. She reached out to me to ask how I was doing, to make sure I was okay mentally and make sure physically because she, you know, she's gone through death threats and she knew I was going to get them too. Like I, she's been getting them for years. So Joe's been after her for 20 years. And mm-hmm. every conversation we've ever had, it's just been cordial. How are you doing? You know, keeping up with the show. We, you know, we were talking to once or twice a week. I, you know, ever since she got on this Dancing with the Stars thing, I haven't been talking to her. She, you know, she's busy as heck. But, um, you know, what really boils my blood is, is when people are like, oh, well, uh, you know, you're complaining about needing, you know, needing an electric bill paid or needing your med, you know, needing help with your meds this month. Uh, you should have just capitalized off Tiger King. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to have capital in order to capitalize. And, you know, I have no capital. I had yeah. no capital when Tiger King came out because I was not paid by Netflix. The only thing that Netflix gave me were these ear earpods that I'm wearing for this podcast tonight. And that was only because they sent them for the Joel McHale interview and hmm. due to the pandemic, they can't, they're, they're not pandemic um, return policy. They were, they weren't able to return the earpods cause they've been in an ear. So <sighs> I was given these just for the shits and giggles, basically not even for compensation. So these earpods better last me forever. Maybe there's a golden ticket in there somewhere. I might dismantle them or something. But yeah. yeah. Uh, so so what am I supposed to do with these earpods? The computer I got on was so generously. It's a MacBook. It's the nicest computer I've ever had in my entire life. It was given to me by a fan, actually. Like oh. it was un, totally. Un, it was so nice. Yeah, people were so great when this first came out. And you know, someone reached out to me. I keep say keep his name anonymous. And uh, he said, uh, he said, brother, he said, uh, I want to do something for you. I said, oh, man, you know, I'm, I, I was like, I'm all right, man. I'm, you know, if you want to donate to my mental health fundraiser, that'd be fine. He said, he said, no, I want to get you something that you can have for yourself. And he said, do you have a computer? And I was like, well, I've got an old laptop. And uh, he was like, how about I get you a new computer? I'm like, okay. And so... You know, he, he said, go pick one out. So I went on walmart.com, picked out like $189 Chromebook or $150 Chromebook. And, you know, I just, you know, I'm a humble guy. I sent it to him. 
And he's like, no, 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 no. And I'm thinking, oh, crap, I, this guy's being generous, and I didn't want to deny it. He sends me back the order form for this 2018 MacBook Pro with 30, 32 gigabytes of RAM, a terabyte hard drive, like an i8 processor. It's like a $4,000 computer. Like this what? computer wow. I'm talking to you guys on is worth more than my car. So what? like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. $4,000. Yeah. 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 Has, has there been more fans like that? I've been pretty supportive of you. Uh, no, not, I mean, yeah, here and there. Um, but not really this, this was really just one gentleman, mm -hmm. I guess that he, you know, he, I guess, you know, I mean, and it wasn't just like a, you know, I don't know. It's just some people are nice. And I guess we're just so used to like this polarization in the country that sometimes we forget that sometimes people who are wealthy or have good means just sometimes want to help or just do something nice for someone that they feel deserves it. And yeah. I think you know, that's what this was. And, you know, I mean, and God love them. I mean, you know, this is an amazing, I never would have been able to afford anything like this in my entire life. Um, so, but besides that, you know, you know, that, that came, this, this came way after I had even a chance to capitalize on it. You know, Cause had I had this and these sure, maybe I could have done a podcast um, and capitalized on it. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, um, that that sorry I know that drug that out way too long but yes it drives me crazy when people say capitalize on it all, all the talk shows are closed they're doing them from home they're not bringing people in people aren't flying guests in people aren't doing shows they're not you can't go to the casino and see a show you can't go to you can't go to a ballroom to see a show you can't go to a comedy club or a club and do a show because there's been a freaking pandemic a global yeah. pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, so it drives me crazy when people are like, stop asking for money. You should have just capitalized. Capitalize on what? You know, go down yeah. on the end of a street with a sign saying, I'm Joshua Dahl from the Tiger King and have a mask on and, and, and what? And what? You know? And, and what? Sorry, I I'm getting like, heated. No, you're good. I feel like those people, though, maybe I could be wrong. Most of them are just fucking trolls. Like, why would they go out of their way to want to like give you so much pain you know i just feel I like jealousy i think it's, it's their is. joy yeah just bringing someone down really does that to some people it gives them so much happiness and it makes me crazy yeah it's sickening yeah i mean it's and like you said like you can't ever be prepared for fame like that and especially on twitter no like i like here's the thing i'm comparing tiger king to rupaul's drag race in the way that every fucking queen that gets on there literally either gets off social media completely or has to release a huge statement saying calm the fuck mm. down because all these fans are nasty and vile and it just it is just so fucking upsetting i'm like have like first the widow of all have yeah yeah like yeah, and i love exactly. we me and jack i love the widow von do and it just really upset me to see that yeah, yeah i agree so are you a super drag race fan yeah yeah, yeah I, I, i'm a big I actually, uh, I don't know if it's still open, but the rec room, um, that was the, it's not, it, no. but it was like a, it, it was a, it was 15 and up, wasn't it? Or was it 16 and up? Um, was, you know, I think, I, I, I think it was lower than 16, but I'm not sure how low, it might have been 15. I think, 
Yeah, I, yeah. So at the age of fifteen, because I, I came out early, you know, um, in, in comparison from other kids that age. So at fifteen, yeah. every weekend we were going to the rec room. I have been a drag fan. I pref- I do prefer uh, like regular, you know, hometown drag. Um, I, love I actually so have a friend I graduated with um that i would want to give a shout out to but i only know her by um her birth name so i'm not going to offend anybody look look her up we'd love to we'd love to plug her but like i'm, I'm asking more oh, about oh, yeah I, I just i just don't know how to oh jalika oh jalika's a Jalik- but you know what yeah. i don't know her real name i know somebody that does but yeah, me. <laughs> but yeah, oh, Jalika. You know, we, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We were in band together actually in Paul's Valley. Went to the same school. Uh, Jalika was per, uh, was Jalika percussion. Yeah, she was per, she was percussion. She was a drum player. I, I, I'm right pretty up. sure she's gonna get me on that if that's not true. But there's, um, but anyways, yeah. And 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 she she was actually like the second like after me. Uh, she was the second person in Paul's Valley history, yeah. high school history, to come out. So yeah, uh, but but I love just classic, good old hometown drag queens. But I love RuPaul. I mean, don't don't yeah, well, I just love it. And the drag RuPaul has done done so much. I mean, don't get me wrong, the bub the the dude can't sing, the dude can't do his own makeup, the dude can't dress himself, but. The, the 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 straight community and and the the community that doesn't have the queer eyes like we do um don't mm. see that and yeah. so there he's bringing a positive image um yeah. and winning hearts and minds once again like we were talking about at the beginning so i yeah. totally respect rupaul i love rupaul, Ru- okay. love rupaul. I, I have a question for you yeah kind of off this off the topic of rupaul but we like to ask our folks that are live in Oklahoma, are you a proud Oklahoman, Josh? And if so, why? Yes, I am a proud Oklahoman. Um, when my mom actually lives in Houston, uh, Houston, Texas, Oklahoma, Houston, Texas. And um, so when we drive uh, back from Houston and we pass the Red River, um, I always play um, you know, the the old uh, Broadway production of Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> they couldn't pick a better time to start in life. It ain't too early and it ain't too late. And oh, it goes into Oklahoma. You'll, you'll know what I'm yeah. talking about, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I play that. I play that every time we cross the border. And if anyone's in the car, I wake their asses up because we are singing it. I am a proud Oklahoman. I think we are doing fine as Oklahomans in the last four or five years. I, I would obviously prefer Drew Edmondson for governor. Um, actually, I prefer Joe Exotic for governor because I would have been the shadow governor because he already told me I would run everything. <laughs> but no, um, you know, I mean, think about what's happened. I mean, we, we had medical cannabis. We've had prison reform. We've had Stay Medicaid expansion. Too. Yes, yes, Medicaid expansion. And we had the legislature pass a bill saying that you can own a firearm and still have a medical cannabis card so yeah i mean yeah we got a long ways to go but you bet i'm a proud oklahoman